Amen. God is so good to us. He's so amazing. And that's what we're going to celebrate for the whole rest of the service, his goodness to us. It, which is kind of strange for the passage that we're about to read from. is actually starts, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? But really, we're going to talk about all the blessings in Christ. So we're going to get to that. But uh, we're going to pray first. But actually, before we pray, I need to announce that the the uh, little clipboards that were passed out to to say you know that you want to help with the hampers they got the wrong dates on them the the dates from last year the real dates are december 8th and december 15th so if you signed up make sure you get that right in your calendar it's a saturday saturday the 8th and the 15th to help out with delivering hampers to the various dozens and dozens of people that we give hampers to so uh, you won't want to miss that. Let's let's uh, begin this time with prayer and asking God to speak to our hearts this morning. Father, we thank you that you are so good, so good to us. And you've given us your word to spell out exactly how we ought to live. And it shows us, it glorifies Jesus Christ. And so we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come by your spirit implement the word into our heart by your spirit wash us cleanse us make us whole i pray lord that you would anoint me so that i might speak your word in power and in truth and lord anoint all of us that we might hear what the spirit says to the churches this morning and so father we we just pray that you would open your word to us and uh, that we would apply it to our lives for we ask this in jesus name amen so have you ever washed a child's hair in the bathtub? Sometimes that's a struggle, right? Because a kid, kid doesn't want to trust you. And, the, you know, I've noticed that kids want to, want to sit up and sort of rub their eyes, right? And what happens when they sit up and rub their eyes? The soap comes down into their eyes and it gets worse and then they start crying and freaking out, right? So what you have to do is you have to tip them backwards and get their head back in the tub that way. And, you know, people... People hate that so much that some adults, when they take a bath, they will not do that. They still will go like this and splash water on their head because it just, it just freaks them out to go backwards like that and get their head underwater. Um, and, but you know what? It's a trust thing. It's when you trust your parent to tip your head back and get it soapy so that the soap won't go in your eyes. It's all good. But we rebel against trust. We don't ah, I want to do it myself. I want to lean forward. I want to look, I want to be in control. And and so this is like a like an object lesson of trust or trying. And so in your Christian life, are you trusting or are you trying? You just tip your head back and let God do whatever, or are you like fighting and struggling? Um Sometimes when your kid is, you know, worried about getting soap in their eyes and they they pull forward, what do you have to do? You have to say, no, don't put your head forward. Keep your head back. Don't rub your eyes. Don't do that. Okay, you have to be kind of forceful. That's kind of like what Paul is doing in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He's like making this big statement. Whoa, stop, time out. You got something wrong. And we've been talking about this for a while, what they've got wrong. What they've got wrong is that there was these Judaizers who were telling the Galatians that they had to be circumcised and keep all of the Jewish religious laws in order to please God. 
And Paul's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Didn't, wasn't Jesus Christ crucified before your very eyes? Now, what did he mean by that? He didn't mean that Jesus had a special crucifixion in uh, Galatia, where the Galatians were gathered around. No, what he meant was that when Paul came to Galatia, Paul preached the gospel in such vivid way that the Galatians could see it in their minds. And they're like, ah, and they could see Jesus Christ being crucified in their mind's eye. And that should have, they should have recognized, therefore, that all of the ceremonial law was covered. It was all done. It was completed. There was nothing more to add to Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus paid it all. He did all the work. And all we need to do is trust him. It's like the kid relaxing in Christ. And so we're coming to the heart of this matter that Paul's been talking about in Galatians. Does, do we please God by trying really hard to please God and getting all the, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and getting everything done perfectly? Or do we please God simply by trusting that he's going to work in us what is pleasing to him? And I think the answer is obvious. In fact, then Paul goes to the prescription. First he does this challenge, and then he goes to the prescription. Don't be foolish, in other words. And what's he going to say? He said, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by obeying the law or by believing what you heard? Now, the answer to that question is obvious, right? Paul, know, Paul was there when they became Christians. He knows very well that they received the Holy Spirit when they heard the good news about Jesus Christ and they believed. And then the Holy Spirit came on them and it was evident apparently to Paul and others. And so Paul's, Paul just says, when did that happen? When you were good enough? When you got, you know, when you did lots of Jewish laws and got really right with God? No. Because while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Paul's just pointing it out. It wasn't after you got good enough. So you don't have to get good enough to continue on being Christ's child, is what he was saying. It's kind of the, the, the law, which is good. Paul makes it very clear that the law was good. But the law is kind of like, you know, the little dentist mirror? The dentist shoves it in your mouth and looks around, right? And he or she start looking around at all your teeth, making sure to see if there's any cavity. Now, do they use the mirror to drill your teeth? Do they use the mirror to put that white stuff on to fill in the cavity? No, of course not. They have other tools, right, Miranda? They have other tools for that, right? <laughs> they don't use it that way, right? And the law is like a mirror. It shows up what the problem is. It doesn't fix the problem. It just shows you what it is. You need something else to fix the problem. And Paul is very clear. The problem is fixed in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. <clears throat> the prescription of the law leaves us sick. We just find out, oh, you got cavities. Well, if the dentist just says, oh, you got cavities, see you later. Make sure you brush well. Is that helping? No, it's not really helping. They have to do some, you know, grinding and nasty stuff to get it all fixed. 